Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 107 Podcast with myself, Jacob, and my co-host, Ash. Today, we will be discussing the Andretti news because um, it's news that Ash doesn't really care about. <laughs> that's that's essentially why we're discussing it, and I care deeply. I think you, it's this is where outrageous. we go outrageous. So Ash is, I think, I think based on polls and bits and pieces, I think Ash is in the minority, probably less than fifteen percent of fans who don't really care. Uh, whereas I am in the majority and obviously on the correct side of this. But, but can I tell you why I don't care? Okay, go on. Because I knew they were never going to come in. Oh, okay. Hot take. I, All knew, right, fine. I just knew they were not going to come yeah, in. Yeah, I knew as soon as it was like FOM kicking their feet or like yeah. digging their heels in, I I knew the likelihood of it happening wasn't going to happen. But, so, so this is going to be more like me interviewing you. I'm going to come yeah. from the non so, but also, can you tell us have, why? Yeah. So, very first, I'm going to plug the podcast episode that we've just recorded, which is about Lewis Hamilton oh. moving to Ferrari. So, if you haven't heard that, what? Uh, no way. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't heard that, be sure to go and have a listen to that. But because uh, that was a great episode, and we discussed like who's going to replace him, what the next steps are for both Mercedes and for Ferrari, and also for Lewis Hamilton, and the domino effect that it's going to have. However, this Andretti announcement has also had a little bit of a domino effect as well, I believe. Um, and essentially, this is what's happened. Formula One, FO, Formula One management have rejected the proposal to enter the sport in 2025, 26, essentially. Um, and F1 have conducted the, like, takeover, not takeover, the um, bid. Uh, and they reviewed it and decided that an 11th team would not on its own, add value, which I think is completely wrong. Because if you've got a brand new team coming into the sport, it's going to draw attention exactly like Haas did, right? Uh, F1 also does not believe the applicant would be a competitive participant. As far as I'm concerned, that is absolute rubbish when you're currently allowing Haas onto the grid, who at the moment are falling backwards. And although Haas are very, very close to my heart, they're not as competitive as you would want them to be right now. That's essentially all I'm saying. Um, they would, however, if they uh, they would, however, potentially be looked upon differently if they had a backed bid with Cadillac coming in as an engine supplier, and Andretti obviously then being the being the like works team with Andretti as an engine supplier, uh, with Cadillac sorry being an engine supplier. So, but Andretti have also released a statement. And essentially said, we completely disagree with that. Um, and indicates that uh, it would bring um, value to the F1 brand. Uh, and also, they've acknowledged that they would like to thank the fans who express their support. So they don't give a shit about you, Ash. Uh, <laughs> but I think there were a couple of arguments as to why they shouldn't have been on the grid, which I kind of agree with, but also I think they're soft arguments. Um, but there, for me, there's more fours than against. However, can we, can we, uh, so let's okay, say however. And however, oh, and th this is the bombshell that I want to drop. Okay. There are currently three big pain points with Formula One fans, right? Number one, sprint races. Big pain point. Number two, the growing calendar and growing number of street circuits. A huge pain point, not only for fans, but for the teams as well. And number three is not allowing Andretti in or not allowing additional teams to become part of the sport. I genuinely believe 
Dominicali should step down. Ooh, that's I genuinely believe that he is taking Formula One in the complete wrong direction. I honestly think he should dis- he should step down. Genuinely, I know it won't happen, but I don't well, think he's leading the sport in the right direction at all. Well, he is there to uh, get shareholders a return on their investment. True. So no, I, I fully is... understand, but. No, no. So the decisions he is making mm. uh, is yes. you might not like him, yeah. But the shareholders will. It's all cash, like and I fully understand. Yeah. I'm not a shareholder, and the I used to be a shareholder. I know you did. You... <laughs> <laughs> and you sold your stocks. Why? And I made money on it. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. There we go. Um, but for for Stephano, me, stay. <laughs> I for me, I fully understand that you know you have to make shareholders money because that's your role as you know that's the role that Dominicali yeah. has. However, I think that there is no sport without dedicated fans, right? True. And currently, you are alienating a lot of fans. Yes, you have a new influx of fans. And yes, you're doing loads of partnerships and you're growing the sport and you're growing the number of races and stuff like that. However, you're not having great championship battles at the moment. uh, And viewership numbers have stagnated. You've increased the price to watch the sport as well and you are creating a negative environment for f1 fans so i think f1 is currently at its peak and it will start slowly but surely dropping off within the next three or four years unless something changes um no i agree with you i think i think a lot of people agree with me yeah, I think that it's come, especially now with this cost of living crisis. Yeah. The things that go are like, mm. unfortunately, the fun things and nice things, yeah. you like your Netflix subscriptions and all that. Yeah. And I think people are like, you know what? I can't justify Sky Sports. I can't justify the increase in F1 TV. I can't justify going to a race and, and getting tickets yeah. now. A lot, so, a lot of people on, I know that a lot of people complain on Reddit. Um, but a lot yeah. of people on Reddit have complained about F1 TV and the prices that um, that are currently up for, obviously, the different regions that F1 TV is available in. Um, for me, personally, uh, I got like an intro price, which was ninety, the equivalent of €90 Euros here in Denmark. Um, and it will now be €140 Euros for the entire year. So it has gone up from my initial price, €50. Euros. What value is being added this season to justify 50 euros extra? One more race. And I would argue that I still paid 90 euros last year and one of the races didn't happen. (laughs) So I'm going to be completely honest and say that essentially you're telling me that I have to pay even more for the exact same product. That makes zero sense. You have offered nothing extra. You haven't delivered... F1 TV, by the way, is not in 4K. So you're not even offering it in 4K. If it had gone up that price and 4K was introduced, I genuinely wouldn't have a problem with it. Or at the very least, if they offered a 4K version that was that more expensive. But the price of that's gone up. Can you quickly Google and see if there's a price change in Sky Sports F1 this year? I will do. So yeah, so if you could check the price of... Um, Sky Sports in the UK for this year. I would also be very interested to know if the pricing for um, uh, for the US has gone up as well. That would be interesting to know. But while you Google that, um, 
honestly, it's just it's pushing people who can only just about for it. It's a nice to have sort of thing out of the sport, and I think especially younger fans, kids who's who maybe parents aren't particularly interested. Um, if you're asking them to pay for Sky Sports F1, or you're asking them to pay for F1 TV, like mum, 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 I want this for Christmas, and it's suddenly gone up fifty euros. You're like, oh, hold on a minute, Timmy. I don't think we're going to be able to have turkey for Christmas this year because I'll have to spend an extra 50 quid on your bloody F1 TV subscription. So I, I'm just asking the question. Like, I I don't think... I think they are literally grabbing as much money as humanly possible. But the problem is that if you alienate, for example, let's say the number of F1 TV subscribers drops by 10%, right? You're dropping the number of eyes on each one of these races you're dropping the number of fans who are going to be more in love with the sport and buy more merchandise. So you're actually also potentially impacting the teams. Although, yes, the TV money may be bigger, and that may be worth more than the fans, but not in the long run. Short term, sure. Long run, no. I I just completely disagree with it. And, I, and that's not just me saying it purely because I, I don't want to spend as much on this. But it's, it's, it's too much, and F1 is going in the complete wrong direction. This has nothing to do with Andretti, but I, I it, it spiralled into that. Um, but yeah, I, so how are you getting on in terms of finding the price of F1 uh, for Sky Sports? Like, Is that going up or no? Um, it hasn't gone up, so okay. it's around 40... But uh, this is, it's around it's 46 It's already pounds. expensive. It's, oh, it's very know. expensive. It's around £46 a month. But then it goes outrageous. up after 18 months to uh, £51 a month. And also, you can't just get Sky Sports, right? You have to buy the Sky Pack, which is £26 a month for 18 yeah. pound, 18 yeah. month contract. Then you have to get Sky Sports mm. to watch Sky for one, which is £20, but will go up to £25 after 18 months. Yeah, that's a standard then, thing, yeah. If you want 4K, it's another £6 a month. So if I add that in, and then it's like, Oh my god! So forget about that. We won't include Netflix or anything like that. So mm. this is just—I just want to watch Sky Sports F1 on mm. one TV. If I yeah, so it goes from like uh, continue without Sky Broadband. <laughs> mm. Sorry, we're having technical difficulties. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so, so I'm gonna... I'm just having a look. Um, okay. So if you were to buy it right now without 4K, so the equivalent of what you've got, it's mm. 46 pounds a month. Yeah. So that's uh, times that by 12, it's 460, 80, 92, so 552 pounds a year, I believe. That's outrageous. That's just absolutely outrageous. Um, yeah. I have, however, uh, just had a look. Uh, because obviously Now TV exists, so Now TV is like a on-demand type streaming service of Sky. Um, yeah. And you, uh, as far as I'm aware, if you were to buy a Now TV membership, uh, the normal price is £35. However, for the first six months, it is £26, and that includes Sky Sports F1. Maybe not on 4K, however, £26 a month. So if Ash, for example, if you wanted to cancel your membership uh, and just go for Now TV, you could for £26 a month. Yeah. Which, honestly, that's not terrible in comparison. Uh, that's not terrible. But £26, well, 26 times what? 10 is still 260 quid. So it's still more than F1 TV. But obviously you do get all Sky Sports channels, every single one of them. 
Um, I will yeah. I will add this though. Then we also have TV license. Yeah, TV license. Up on top of that so well, TV license yeah. is going up in price. Yeah, of course it is. So yeah, yeah, but it, it's it, it's it's still a ridiculous amount of money um for for the service but let's go back to andretti because obviously i dropped my okay. bombshell but we did we didn't really talk about andretti um okay but so a couple of the arguments against um uh andretti joining or obviously they wouldn't bring adolf to the sport which i think is completely wrong everyone wants to look at the new kid on the block everyone wants to see exactly what's going on like with the 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 rookie the you know like it was almost a bit like Braun GP. They're a brand new team, almost not really, but it's kind of a similar situation um, where it's their first year type thing. Uh, and they will be a bit of underdogs as well. But they have so much racing pedigree compared to teams like, for example, Haas, that I, I'm, in honesty, I'm disgusted that they haven't been accepted by Formula One management. So can I just quickly go back to the Now TV thing? Sure. Um, now TV, what did you say it was? Uh, so £26 a month for a six-month deal, and then up to £35 a month. Okay. And is uh, F1 TV in 1080p? Uh, yes, I believe so. So now TV is only 720p. You have ah. to, add another, you have to okay. add another £6 on top of it okay. to make it 1080p. So you might as well just get Sky Sports normal TV at that point almost, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ah, sorry. Um, yes, right. So the first reason that Andretti were not allowed in, mm. uh, because they didn't bring enough to the sport. Uh, which again, I just think is completely wrong. I think they would bring a lot what, of artists. Did uh, F one say what they? Because they um, they're an American team, and where are they trying to grow their market? America. So it makes Chicago. no sense. She, oh, you can piss off with that one. Um, but yeah, I think so, that um, it's it's just wrong. It's completely wrong. Did, did F1 define what they mean, like not bring enough? Did they say, are oh, you not going to bring enough viewership? Uh, because obviously the competitiveness is a separate reason. They're like, when they say you're not going to bring enough to us, like, what do they actually mean? So they said, while the Andresi name carries some recognition for Formula One fans, our research indicates that F1 would bring value to the Andretti brand rather than the other way around. Right. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's that's what they said. Uh, they also said, obviously, they would look differently with GM and stuff like that. Um, and apparently... Um, uh, so, G- uh, Andretti if that's a reasoning, by the by the news, if that's a reasoning, I can understand then if they why they've said, hey, if you come in with GM, because GM's a huge brand, yeah. then you can bring more to us. I'm not saying that the reason is right. No, yeah, no, I, I can, yeah. I can then just understand. Okay, what was reason number two? Uh, so, uh, it wouldn't be a competitive participant. That's bullshit. Which is bullshit because. They've already won a race in Formula E this year, which is a brand new generation of cars. So eat shit, Dominicali. Yeah, that's, that's outrageous. Because you don't know where cars are going to end no, up with regulations. Nobody knows. Like, for, like I'll be honest so, with you, these 26 regulations, Ferrari could be in 10th. You never know. You, I mean, it's highly yeah. unlikely, but you never know. And like, yeah. it's like I said, especially when you have teams on the grid like Haas, who... They're not from. But, uh, they don't have racing pedigree other than a NASCAR team. But 
Guess what Andretti have? They have a NASCAR team. They have a Formula E team. They they have so much racing history. Like I don't yeah, understand. If you're talking about racing history, but you're allowing like kick sour, yeah, tea, those, visa, these are the cash, other arguments. Visa cash up RB Red Bull and stuff like that. are pissing around with their spare F1 team while Andretti are desperately trying to knock the door down. It's it's ridiculous. So this does, however, change things potentially. So one of the rumors which has been flowing around or flying around since July is that the alternate for Andretti was for them to buy Alpine. Okay. Which is semi-reasonable, I think, because um, let's be honest, the Alpine brand itself is quite small and a bit niche. So Very niche. How many people know Alpine? Yeah, a lot more people know Renault than Alpine. But so if you're Alpine, you could just sit back and develop engines and, and you could potentially have Andretti Alpine racing or Andretti Alpine MasterCard racing or whatever it is they're going to have to do to fit into the world of Formula 1 at this rate. But that's a potential partnership and something that could potentially be done. And I think Terry, F1 Coffee Corner, actually reported on that in July last year as well. Um, the other option, which Terry and I obviously discussed while you were gallivanting in New York, I mean, doing your job. I was not gallivanting. When you were, when you were, in, when you were in New York, that. one of the things that, um, while you were off on holiday, one of the things that we discussed was, does the recent moves at Haas potentially indicate or suggest that there is a for sale sign in the shop window? So there is also that route into into the sport as well so there's there's quite a few different things uh that could be that andretti are actually on the grid for 2026 but at the moment no there is also another argument it which is by legally according to eu law they cannot decline the submission to entry because of the way that eu law works they 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 cannot decline it unless they have a solid re legal reason as to why, and this is all completely substantial. Like, them saying that they wouldn't be competitive enough, there's no defining way that they would be able to know that. They wouldn't... We don't think it would deliver enough to the F1 brand. It's not definitive enough. So there could also potentially be a messy legal battle ahead as well. Oh, gosh. Drama. But, Drama, drama. I, I think another argument as well is like um, some of the tracks aren't made to have 11 teams there and stuff like that. So there's... I mean, technically, there. the Monaco track is not designed for those big cars. Exactly, yes. So on a technicality, get rid of Monaco, according to your own yeah. words. And, um, and if you're saying that these tracks are not designed for extra cars, why are you going for street races? Can I point something out as well? Exactly, street races for one. And number two... Uh, Budapest, Hungary, the Hungaroring, they are currently completely redeveloping their paddock and uh, they only broke ground, I think, well, I'm going to say like October last year. I may be getting that slightly wrong. But with a race there in six months, it looks like a proper building site. Also, can I point out Saudi Arabia was built in like a year as well. So I think if, if for example, all of a sudden... Five weeks before the for, before the um, season kicks off, you're telling me that a couple of tracks won't be able to put up some tents, you know, and do a proper old school. They won't be able to have a garage, which you know, I know pit lane might not be long enough, but surely they can work something out. Like there has to be something that they can do. Didn't, didn't they I put apex? 
Didn't they put Apex GP in at Silverstone? True. So there's a place at Silverstone. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that also, if you as a sport aren't able to um, confirm locations that wouldn't be able to have the extra spot, I'd argue that's on you as an event organiser rather than an 11th team. Also, you're being paid a stupid amount of money. So, <laughs> except this, the, like, I think it was, uh, where is it? It's written here. I'm reading a BBC article. Uh, where is it? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, so, current rules dictate that new entrants must pay an anti dilution fee of 200 million US dollars to compensate existing teams. Um, so, they'd also be giving FOM money. Uh, which obviously is then distributed to FOM and the rest of the teams. Um, but however, FOM felt that this was an insufficient uh, amount of money, given the value of teams, which are currently in the region of a billion dollars. Yeah. Fucking mental, isn't it? It's mental. So the, uh, the, again, the FIA has also released a statement, has essentially said, we stand with Andretti, we want to help Andretti, we have no problem with it, which also makes... Formula One looked like the bad guy as well, which is a very rare W for the FIA. I will say that the FIA have made some awful decisions in recent times. However, this one, they seem to be the good guys, which makes a change. What was the uh, third reason then? Third reason. So they wouldn't bring much to the Formula One brand. So it wouldn't bring they enough. Competitive. Weren't competitive and obviously the money. They felt as though the money wasn't wasn't good enough. But obviously, they, they're saying that they would look differently on the bid if they were to come with Cadillac as an engine supplier in 2028. 2028? Yeah. Not 2026? Nope. 2028. They said... Um, it's a long it, time away. So Cadillac has uh, plans to build engines for the 2028 season. Uh, so Cadillac will come in as an engine supplier at that point. However, I'll be honest with you, Ford are now working with Red Bull. So you could also argue that Ford is a big American brand. I'd argue Ford is bigger than Cadillac. So maybe if they just said, oh, well, we'll buy our engines from Ford, that could have potentially changed things. But I genuinely think that FOM are looking for any reason to not allow them in. They will do anything yeah, so they can. They've dragged their feet. They've taken as long as humanly possible with this decision as well. And yet again exactly the reason why I stand by my statement, Domenicali should step down. She should step aside because he's not doing a good job. How much How much do you think they paid Hamilton, Mercedes and Ferrari to drop the news mm. right after the Andretti review? Yeah, it is. <laughs> so I was saying this to a friend of mine, a friend of mine, Liam, who um, listens to the podcast. So thank you, Liam. Uh, hello. Uh, and so I was having a chat with him and I was like, it's very convenient that this rumor all of a sudden appears <laughs> today. And then obviously it came out that it was true. And I was like, oh God. Because uh, if you so, think about it, Andretti has not been mentioned. <laughs> no, it, it got lost in the news cycle almost instantly, which is another reason why I actually wanted to talk about it because it's still important to quite a few Formula One fans as well. So yeah. Uh, I, can, I, um, can, I, uh, can I quickly say something? Yes, of can course. Can talk for about it. loss of news? Apparently, okay. <gasps> Hold on, hold on. Carlos has just released. Carlos has just released a statement. What? Yeah. Uh, it's a very basic statement. Would you like me to read it out? Yes, please. Following today's news, Scuderia Ferrari and myself will part ways at the end of 2024. 
We still have a long season ahead of us. And like always, I will give my absolute best for the team and for the Tifosi all around the world. News about my future will be announced in due course. Okay. Standard statement. Yeah, pretty standard, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, apparently... Someone tweeted, I, I need to find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Uh, amidst all this Hamilton, Ferrari, Mercedes drama, um, there's some good news coming about the F1 calendar. I'm Ooh. not sure what that would mean. though. Is this the Malaysia news? I don't know. I don't know. He didn't elaborate, so I'm like, I wonder uh, what okay. that rumor could be. Uh, yeah, I've just seen the, I've just seen the uh, post by Carlos. Um but yeah, so there was also the supposed rumor around um, uh, around Petronas pushing for the Malaysian Grand Prix to come back to the calendar, which I would be very, very excited for. Please, for the love of God, bring back that track. It is so good. I don't want to go to Chicago. You can jog on with that. <laughs> I want proper Formula One tracks with proper Formula One cars. I don't want to go eat, like, honestly, Miami. Bleh. Like, I'd much rather go to Hockenheim Ring. Baku. Okay, I kind of like Baku, but also, bleh. I'd rather go to the Nürburgring or any other track that is actually good. Madrid. Bleh, he says, <laughs> even though more than like, I, I've even said it multiple times because of how easy it's going to be to get to. I might actually go, depending on how much the tickets are, because it, it looks like a very easy Ryanair flight there and then uh, check into a cheeky little Airbnb and, and go. So I might go to that. But also, bleh, I would much rather uh, drive to uh, Belgium and sit in the rain for eight hours than deal with the street track. And that's saying something. Oh. But also, there's way too many races on the calendar. Um, I know that we did obviously hear from the FIA saying that they, uh, not the FIA, from uh, Formula One management that they would be um, rotating uh, certain tracks as well. Um, which I think would be good, but we definitely need to reduce the number of races as well. We do. We do. We talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, just just how it affects people. Yeah. Uh, it's just too much. It yeah. I much. So this is one of the things I think. So it could go one of two ways with the Concord Agreement, because the Concord Agreement needs to be renewed. Now, if you don't know what the Concord Agreement is, it's an agreement between all of the 10 teams, should be 11, uh, and um, the the Formula One management. It's an agreement that, like, this is how much money will be shared with each of the teams, these are the rules, and these is when the regulation changes will happen, and lots of other bits and pieces. Um, but I think that the teams, if they collectively come together and say that they want less races, they hold a lot more power than FOM does. But I don't know if they will, because obviously more races means more money for the team, et cetera, et cetera, especially in the cost cap era. So, yeah, I don't know. But it's obviously massively impacting the staff and obviously F1 fans as well. So, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. I think the next couple of years, like I said, just with all of the new street tracks, the fans being disapproving, the next few years will be very interesting for Formula 1. Maybe, maybe mm. they sign this new Concord agreement mm. and it's like the new entry fee for new teams is twenty billion. Pounds. They could say that. They could do whatever. <laughs> Andretti, you're more than welcome to join now. Yeah, well that, 
It could be that. It could be them yeah. just delaying them until you can record agreement. I think so. that's why if Andressi really, really want to do this, I think the easiest route for them is to buy Alpine. <sighs> if if you're being denied entry to become an actual team, if they're desperate enough, and they will just buy another team. Unless, unless obviously, like the 28 bid, they're like, yep, we will accept you with uh, Cadillac as an engine supplier. Like, it's almost 100% certain that they will, then they might back down. But I think they, they are properly going to legally fight for this and stuff. So, yeah. Well, it wasn't to Lewis versus Max, but it is Andro T versus F1. Yeah, well. <laughs> FOM aren't exactly making many friends at the moment, are they? <laughs> Let's be honest. They're, they're, not. they're not. They're not. Uh, yeah. well, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated with the yeah, latest. Yeah, we'll obviously. Ob this is this is potentially one of the best cross North Sea Formula One based podcasts ever. So we will, of course, <laughs> do our absolute best to keep you all updated uh, and let you know exactly what's going on. Um, but yeah, I am incredibly disappointed. Uh, and I, yeah, I really hope that something comes of it and Andressi are accepted onto the grid sooner rather than later. Is your disappointment immeasurable and your day ruined? Only not ruined <laughs> because of the Halverson news, because that is ice to tea. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that was some great news. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I am 100% going to be buying some Hamilton Ferrari stuff. It's just going to happen. It's going to happen. It has to. It, yeah, it, it is. Imagine the team, uh, oh. the team battle between Hamilton and Leclerc is going to be very interesting as well. It is. It is. But you know what? I think uh, Hamilton could be a good mentor for Charles. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you could also potentially see Lewis move into maybe a bigger role. Um, where he stabbed him in the back a teeny tiny bit where obviously Lewis could learn the ropes to potentially become team principal, that sort of stuff. That could be something that potentially is a thing I, and I he could eventually end up at Mercedes or is it a divisor like um, uh, Nicky Lauda was for Mercedes as well? Ooh, um, do you think Do you think Ferrari promised him an ambassador role? Oh, probably. 25, 25 million for the rest of your life to be a Ferrari ambassador. Oh, probably, like, yeah. Well, where do I sign? Um, I, I mean, you're gonna have to throw a lot of money at Lewis Hamilton to get him on board. Um, well, no, because he wanted that at Mercedes, didn't he? He yeah, wanted that he ambassador, yeah, he role. wanted the ambassador role, so that could have been a bargaining chip, uh, that they used. Uh, but we will we will have to wait and see. Should we call it? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, let's call it there. It's been a fun day, yes, has been a fun day. Um, and we haven't even got to obviously, if you're listening to this right now, uh, please do go and check out the other episode where we talk about the Hamilton contract situation because that will already be live by the time you're listening to this. Uh, and of course, be sure to like and follow the, follow the podcast on your preferred podcast platform or on YouTube if you want to see our ugly bugs. You can go onto YouTube and uh, and see. I wouldn't have said ugly bugs if Ash had his bl bl brilliant hair on display. It's so good. I've got man jumbled my words. I mean, you keep saying this. If you don't know Jacob was six foot four. Yeah, six foot four, yeah. Six guys fucking six foot four. Mm. All right. So don't pick up with this ugly mugs bullshit. Right? I am God's gift to women, trust me. I have <laughs> I'm absolutely not. Um, 
for he's got dogs. If he yeah, wasn't I've got take a patchy it, beard, so it's not. If he wasn't no, take great, it, so he would just be like, yeah. "Ladies, what are you waiting for?" <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. In one case, I am horrible with women. Right. So let's <laughs> let's jump back into the out of the two of us, stuff. who's in a relationship right now? <laughs> True, but you're, you're you love that bachelor lifestyle, don't you? Very Lewis Hamilton esque. Can I? <laughs> Very, very Charles. Charles Leclerc, you love relationships, as Daniel Ricardo would say this. <laughs> but yeah, we we will leave it there. Um, but uh, we've got Bingo coming out. If you love Bingo, and who doesn't? I love a good game of Bingo, even though I'm not 85. Uh, we have some F1 Bingo happening with Yam Yam uh, F1 and also F1 Coffee Corner. Uh, so that'll be coming out over the weekend. Uh, I've got a lot of podcasts to pump out. A lot of podcasts to pump out this weekend. <laughs> I genuinely think there will probably be one each day for the rest of this week, and today's Thursday. Honestly. Do you know what? That's how you know the 2024 season is starting, because the podcasts are, are happening. But the, the thing is, right, is that obviously we've had we've had this, this Hamilton news, we've had a statement from Mercedes, we've had everything from Ferrari, and as we're recording, the story is updating. So we might be back again in the next few days. You never know. You We've never got car know. launches. We've got the Haas reveal tomorrow. We've got Lego set launches. We've got Lego set launches. You know that <laughs> I will be live streaming the build of this McLaren Senna set. You know I'm going to do that. You know I'm going to talk it up so much when it releases on March 1st, available in select regions, but mostly everywhere. <laughs> Uh, you know I'm going to be talking about it, 100%. Uh, you know I'm going to have it day one, and I'm going to be building it and telling everyone about it, and yeah, like, oh, I'm so excited for that set. Um, yeah, keep your eyes on uh, on Lego, because, uh, yeah, you're going to need to know when that set comes out. Uh, March 1st, if you didn't already know, but keep an eye on the store, because I, I reckon, obviously, you can pre-order it right now. Um, and if you don't know, Ash, I have sent one to Terry. As a thank you for uh, airing on the on the podcasts and stuff like that. Um, that's good. Yeah. He deserves it. He and he's a does. huge Lego fan. He loves Lego. Uh, if you don't know Terry that well, he has a shed filled with Lego that he says is overfilled with Lego now. Uh, so he's a massive fan. He loves Formula One. Uh, it's, uh, it's not for coming on the podcast. It's in no way payment. It's a thank you. Uh, it's a gift for a friend. So, yeah. And I, I would classify Terry as a friend. Yeah. Um, Terry's a good guy. Meanwhile, Terry's like, nah, that prick. No, no, I don't. <laughs> no honestly. Um, so, yeah, so um, send one to him. Uh, and obviously, if, if you would like one, Ash, I can get one sent over to you. Um, oh, cool. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Well, guess you know who your friends are. Maybe I'm I'll... saving you. I, I, I have nothing against Lego. Um, um, I just I, like the, the Lego Technic. McLaren one, I like you sent it to me. I I didn't build it. My dad built no, it. No, yeah, I just, dad built it. Yeah. I don't have the patience for Lego. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I understand Lego, and the times I when you sent me a couple of uh, mm. sets, Speech it wasn't nice. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just don't have the patience for Lego. But if if mm. they release release another Lego Technic set of like a modern Formula One car, mm. I may be like, you know what, my mind has changed. It's changed. Maybe we'll have to wait and see, won't we? Uh, but yeah, so yeah, let's wrap up the podcast because we're just waffling at this point. Andretti, get yeah. on the grid, Domenicali, get in the bin. See you guys later. <laughs> what a <are we> ending! <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're gonna end. I, I haven't seen it. 
I haven't stopped the recording yet, but that's how we're going to end. Thank you and good night.